Wenatchee will play for another rubber match tomorrow. They'll be their fourth consecutive series in which they head into the series finale with a chance to win the series by winning that night's game. This one had everything. Uh, combined 29 runs scored between the two teams. We had an umpire review at one point, something I've never seen in the West Coast League. I'm sure at some point it's probably been done, but I had never seen that before. We had a bit of everything. We had pitchers going left and right. Uh, neither starter made it out of the first inning, and we had a combined in the first two innings. It was after two innings of play, it was 8-5, to five, a combined 13 runs in that time. And the Apple Sox, unfortunately, able to, unable to pick up the win in this one despite out-hitting the Bend Elks, doing so 15-13 uh, in this one. But regardless, the, the Apple Sox now fall to, when, when being out when out-hitting their opponent, they fall to 12-5 and five on the season. And I think the other thing that makes it a little bit alarming is that Bend committed eight errors in this ballgame. Wenatchee only committed one. But the difference is when you look at the pitching staffs. It goes a couple of ways. Apple Sox pitchers struck out seven and issued 11 walks. Now, Bend, down the stretch, they struggled a little bit in that regard. They issued nine walks but struck out 18 in this ballgame. The 18 strikeouts by Apple Sox hitters, a new uh, single-game high this season, surpassing their previous total of 12 back on June 7th against the Port Angeles lefties and not the statistic the Apple Sox were hoping for. Also, a new, uh, tied for a single-game high this summer, the 29 combined runs scored, tied with the last time these two teams met. That was back at the beginning of the season, the first game of that three-game set on June 3rd. So a little bit of everything in this one as Ben picks up the 17-12 victory. The highlight for the Apple Sox of this one, besides playing in front of a packed house, 1,588 fans on hand for this one. The other thing to think about was that that we had history again tonight. Uh, for the first time since 2015, an Apple Sox player had a five-hit game, and it came from Luke Stuka, a guy who had who a year ago on this date hit for the cycle, able to make some more Apple Sox history, and he is now the record, the current holder of the most recent five-hit performance by an Apple Sox hitter. The last one to do so was Nick Nyquist back in 2015 on August 2nd. So just about seven years later, the Apple Sox get their next five-hit performance. And it comes with Stuka playing his penultimate game of the season. Tomorrow will be his last one, and he will head back uh, home and get some rest after playing a lot of games the last couple of years. Played in just about every game it felt like for Saddleback this past spring. Played a lot for the Apple Sox. Combined 42 games last summer, and he will be getting some much-deserved rest. The Apple Sox falling by a 17-12 score to the Bend Elks in the second game of this three-game set. So the offense continues for the Apple Sox, but this time it's not enough. They're pitching, kind of letting them down, running through how the scoring went in this one. The Apple Sox gave up three runs in the top of the first inning. Bo Sylvester, for the second time this season, hit a home run against the Apple Sox. It was a three-run shot with one out that gave Bend an early 3-0 lead. But the Apple Sox stormed back. They had a really great response in the bottom of the first inning, and I think that should give fans a ton of confidence moving forward is the resiliency of this group. With two outs, they would score four runs to take the lead, and it all got started first with a one-out walk by Matt Hallback, Enzo Apodaca singled, and an error moved him to second and Matt Hallback to third, and then Luke Stuka stepped up to the plate and was able to drive in two runs, even though he only got one RBI for it with one swing of the bat. 
After that, Xander Orojudos picked up an RBI triple right down the first baseline, a really close play that went down the line past the diving attempt of the first baseman, Evan Scavato, and that would be enough to tie the game up. Stuka stands at second. Xander Orojudos steps up to the plate. First offering from Wilkinson to him is swung on and hit down the first baseline, and it's a fair ball into the corner. Stuka coming around third. He will score to tie this one up. Orojudos is hustling to second. Still on his feet. He's heading over toward third, and he will get there with a slide. Orojudos with a game-tying RBI triple. The X-Man comes through. 3-3, bottom of the first inning. Lots of excitement to start off this fireworks night at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Following Orojudos' uh, heroics, Brandon Ponce stepped up and picked up an RBI single on a big swing up the middle, and the Apple Sox scored each of their first four runs of the ball game, all with two outs. Ponce hits one up the middle, and that's going to give Wenatchee the lead. It's a four-run bottom of the first for the Apple Sox. All four runs scoring with two outs. RBI single up the middle from Brandon Ponce. It's 4-3 to three, Wenatchee. They wouldn't be finished. Cole Miller would reach base, and then a double steal put runners at second and third, but finally the inning would come to an end, and looking back, it would have been gigantic if the Sox could have maybe gotten one more at that time because the Bend Elks responded by scoring five runs in the top of the second. Wenatchee got one back again in the bottom of the second, and again, it was Stuka delivering with two outs. His second hit of the night, and he wasn't finished. Much more to come from him. Had a single in the fourth inning, but in the top of the fourth inning, the Elks scored three more runs, and at that time it made it 11-5. to five. They would score twice again in the top of the fifth before Wenatchee put up a three spot in the fifth inning. And speak of the devil, Luke Stuka again picked up an RBI single after Ivar Arquette had an RBI single before him. So those two base hits drew the Apple Sox a little bit closer. Against Wenatchee as the 0-2 is swung on, tapped over first base side and into right field. Sam Perry will turn around third and come around to score. It's an RBI single for Iva Arquette, right. his team-leading 19th RBI of the season. He scores Sam Perry. Stuka swings, and he's got his fourth hit of the night. A base hit down the right field line into the corner. Apodaca scores. Arquette will be held at third. Four singles tonight for Stuka. The throw comes to second and gets away from Trotsky. Another run scores. An RBI single by Stuka for his fourth hit of the night. Scoring Apodaca. Arquette scores on the throwing error, and it's a three-run inning for Wenatchee. In the seventh, however, Bend would again respond with a three-run frame and then add one more in the eighth before the Apple Sox scored four times in the bottom of the eighth inning. Stuka with his fifth hit of the night picked up an RBI double to play two more for the Apple Sox. First hit in the first inning, extending his hitting streak to nine games. Now he hits one the opposite way, and Luke Stuka is going to have the Apple Sox first five-hit game of the summer. He's still running, slides into second with a two-RBI double. It's 17 to 12. Ben still with the lead, but the Apple Sox now only down by five. What a night for Luke Stuka. The question was earlier today, one year since he hit for the cycle, what's your encore? How about a five for six night at the plate? The first and so far only five hit performance by an Apple Sox hitter this season. Tip of the cap to Luke Stuka on a heck of a night, putting on a show for this crowd. The five-hit performance by Luke Stuka, the first by an Apple Sox hitter since Nick Nyquist on August 2nd of 2015 against the Victoria Harbor Cats. So Stuka picking up five hits as a member of the Apple Sox, the first player to do that in the last seven seasons. It was tremendous to see that. He's written his name 
into the Apple Sox history books a couple of different times in his two seasons here in Wenatchee. The Sox would play a few more in that eighth inning. As I mentioned, they would play four runs in the bottom of the frame, but eventually would go on to lose 17-12. to They have a chance to still take this series despite this up-and-down, back-and-forth, frustrating loss, and they could potentially take it on Sunday when they face the Elks at 1.05 p.m. at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. John Lucas Shin will get his second start of the summer, and he will be opposed by Connor Schlecht, a former pitcher for the Apple Sox, will get the start for the Bend Elks. And, of course, you can tune into the action right here on the Apple Sox Radio Network by listening live at kcsyfm.com as well as 93.9 FM in Wenatchee. Prior to Saturday's game between the Apple Sox and the Bend Elks, I had a chance to catch up with Brandon Ponce. Give a listen. First off, Brandon, I'm sure you've been hearing about it a little bit all week. Uh, how excited are you to play in front of a big crowd here tonight and then the fireworks show afterwards? Pretty exciting. They've been saying that this game pretty, gets pretty big, so I, my whole family's coming down to watch the fireworks and everything, so hopefully it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it worked out really well then, having them here oh, as yeah. well. Uh, you guys play in front of some big crowds on the road. Do you think yeah. that'll kind of help prep you for a night like this, even if it is a lot more people cheering on you this time around? Yeah, for sure. I think that just adds to the excitement of the game, you know, so it'll be a lot of fun. So you weren't on this past road trip. I remember you were uh, when we went to Canada. You weren't there. You were here. You got some time to kind of rest up. Yeah. Well, you certainly got enough rest because two of your last three games you've hit a home run now. Uh, what did that mean to get a little bit of time off for you and now be really excelling at the plate as of late? Oh uh, well, I mean it felt good to have a little. Just just I mean a week was fine. I uh, kind of get my body back to feeling good. But I mean when I, I I put in the work to try and stay in shape over the week I was gone. So it worked out. I've been been hitting the ball pretty hard. Yeah. You're a junior college guy, you know, played over Big Ben, so you're used to playing a lot. So I imagine that helps you a lot in the summer. Is that mm -hmm. fair to say? No, yeah. I mean, I came right after my season was over. I got like three days off, and then I reported straight here. So I've been playing on subs, but it's been a lot of fun, you know. But that week really helped just getting the body back to feeling 100%. And it really worked, as we mentioned, hitting two home runs this week. Let's talk about the one last night. What a big time for that. Yeah. A huge inning for you guys. Everything kind of came together that inning. What kind of pitch was that that you sent out? Uh, well, he, he threw me two fail. I was down 0-2, and the, the two previous pitches were fastball, and he tripled, he tripled up on the fastball, and I got it. I got all of it, so it felt good, yeah. All three of your home runs at home, which I think yeah. the fans here love. They get to see that a little bit more. Yeah, it's always more fun when guys are hitting them at home. All three of them to a similar spot of the ballpark out in right center field. Is that just kind of where your swing goes when you are making that type of contact? Kind of, yeah. I, li I like to live big part of the yard, but, you know, uh, most of my power is right field, right center. So whenever I can get a pitch I can drive that way, I, I try and get a hold of all of it. Switch hitter, I ask you this every time we talk. Yeah. You've been hitting right a lot, though, recently. Mm. You really think you're settling into a groove there, or is it we're going to see maybe batting from the left side again here soon? Uh, for sure, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be mixing in some left-handed at-bats, but I've been feeling good right-handed, so why not just stick with it, you know? I think the funny thing with you is your batting average, as we're chatting with Brandon Ponce ahead of tonight's game between the Apple Sox and the Elks, based on your batting average, you do far better against right-handed pitching, and most of the time when you're facing righties, you're batting yeah. right-handed. How does that work? Because I think most baseball fans think it's the other way around, typically. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, all, I mean, I've, I, I, I like hitting off lefties, uh, right-handed, but right on right's always just kind of been. I kind of grew up just doing right on right, so it's like kind of just, kind of just getting right back into it. So, I mean, right on right's fun. I mean, if I get pitches to hit, I'm gonna take a good hack at it. Yeah, and you've taken advantage recently, yeah. Brandon. You won your region's MVP this past year in the NWAC. A heck of a season for you at Big Bend. You. You're transferring to Washington State. It's kind of a whirlwind for you right now. I imagine yeah. you're in that season in between uh -huh. switching things up. First off, talk to me about what excites you about joining the Kooks this fall. Uh, just finally getting the chance to play Division One baseball. You know, it's been my dream my whole life. Uh, I've been working toward. Juco ball, and then I finally got the opportunity and um, trying to take full advantage of it. And explain 
explain to fans your journey. You've been around a little bit. You know, you played a couple different schools. Does that mean a little bit more because of how tough the path may have felt at times? Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the Ju everyone knows the Juco route's a little tougher. So coming from Central Arizona uh, back coming to Big Bend, uh, it was tough. But I mean, I, I, it was the best decision I've ever made. So I'm just glad I could move on to the next step, play Division One baseball. Absolutely. Well, Brandon, thank you for joining us. Let's see if you can hit another one out in front of the big crowd tonight. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll, we're going to try to. We're going to try to. That'll do it for the latest edition of the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast, the series finale at 1.05 p.m. on Sunday. Hope to see you at the game or perhaps tuning in on kcsyfm.com. I'm Joel Norman. This is the Apple Sox podcast.